Good evening and welcome to this special edition of Ghana in Focus with myself Kwame, a Ghanaian broadcaster, journalist, podcaster and entrepreneur. And in this week's episode of Ghana in Focus, we'll be looking at the most vast question of the economy of Ghana, the crisis that the economy is in, giving you an analysis of the reason why Ghana is in such economic difficulty at the moment and what are the solutions from my perspective as to how Ghana can turn around its economic fortunes. All right, so let's get straight into this special then. Uh, the economic crisis facing Ghana, challenges and solutions. So over the last couple weeks or so, there have been massive, massive uh, conversations in Ghana about the state of the economy because the currency has dived this year in Ghana, making it the worst performing African currency so far this year. The currency of Ghana, the city, has lost more than 15% of its value this year. And, uh, you know, as a result of that, things have gone up in Ghana tremendously, even since uh, Christmas. So, for example, uh, a litre of petrol in Ghana was going for kind of six cities and 70 pesos before Christmas. Now, as of this uh, podcast has been recorded, uh, March the 27th, Petrol prices in Ghana are now over 10 cities a litre. That is a massive jump since Christmas alone. And so uh, that alone, because of the increase in petrol alone, has caused many, many things also to go up in Ghana. So things like food, particularly food. Food has gone up again tremendously, you know, within the last two to three months. In fact, latest reports that I have you know, showed that food inflation was at a staggering 17.4% in the month to March, yeah? So the price of foodstuffs, you know, like rice, tomato, eggs, basically you name it, anything, has gone up at least by 30% since Christmas. You add to that, things like building materials, cement, iron rods, ah. Uh, Tiles, stonework, all these things have gone up in Ghana in the last three months. And so, you know, Ghana is facing difficult challenges right now. And uh, we will give you a breakdown that you will not hear of any platform anywhere as to why Ghana is facing these severe economic challenges ahead. And it is not COVID and it is not the conflict in Russia stroke Ukraine that is to blame for the economic challenges facing Ghana even though there are some within Ghana be government or otherwise who lay claim to the fact that the reason why Ghana is in such economic difficulties is because of COVID and also uh, the Russia Ukraine war. For me that, that is a, a smoke screen, it is a lie because Ghana's economy was of concern way back in 2019 when the IMF wrote a report saying that the levels of borrowing that the government of Ghana is doing cannot be sustained and it must be reviewed in order to safeguard the economy. 
Yeah, this was a paper from the IMF in spring of 2019. Yeah, so this is well before COVID, and also well before uh, the current Russia-Ukraine war. And so we're going to give a, a, a thorough analysis and then solutions as to why Ghana is in the economic mess that it is in. Yeah, because other African countries haven't experienced, particularly with its currency, the sharp decline in which Ghana has done since the turn of the year. All right. So let me give you a reason, some reasons why Ghana economy is in the mess that it is today. The big one is that Ghana imports virtually everything from toothpicks to rice tomatoes, to clothes, to shoes, toilet roll, toothpaste, what have you, Ghana imports virtually everything it needs for its survival. Yeah? And this policy of invitation was not started under this current government. This policy of invitation was started, let's say, in this so-called Fourth Republic that commenced in January 1993. Yeah? So this invitation Taste of Ghana started back then. To extend that today, like I said, Ghana virtually imports everything. So, for example, despite efforts to revive the rice sector in Ghana, and I'll come on to our culture and rice in a minute, Ghana today imports more than $300 million of rice a year into the country. Yeah, just imagine what $300 million can do to the local rice industry if we use that money or if Ghana use that money to invest in farmers. Again, I'll come on to that later on. There is no reason why Ghana has allowed itself to follow Bretton Woods institutions, economic dictates that has made Ghana abandon its agriculture industry to the tune of importing food that it, it can well produce in Ghana. So on this level, this is, this is one reason, one major, major reason why Ghana is in the economic condition that it is in, because Ghana imports too much, particularly food. We also import things like cassava, as I mentioned in the in the in the, in the podcast. Is Ghana independent? Food security is the big thing, and I said at the time, Ghana even imports cassava from China. How can we continue to go on this road of importing everything that we need to survive as a people, as a nation? Secondly, Ghana. In that return, in that or the reverse of importing everything, Ghana does not export that much. What Ghana does export is not even owned by Ghanaians. So the so the local manufacturing that you see in Ghana, that is not owned by indigenous Ghanaians. So the manufacturing output of Ghana is our companies that are owned by non-Ghanaians. So companies that are owned by Indians, by Chinese by Europeans and others, this money, most of which does not come into the coffers of the Ghanaian government, but in their companies we call it capital flight. So the, so the profits that these companies make, 
who were brought out of Ghana to the sub-region of West Africa or other parts of the world. Most of that money, which is made by these companies, goes out of Ghana in terms of the capital flight back to these people's mother countries. Yeah? So, export, particularly of finished goods, is a massive, massive problem in Ghana right now. And so, as part of my solution, which I come to later on, it is something that we need to deal with. Also, the fact is, is that the, 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 as I said, the local currency is the worst performing African currency this year, losing more than 15%. That is another issue because now, in Ghana, because of this import uh, led economy that we have in Ghana, people are now buying things and importing into Ghana. And so if you want to buy things, say if you go to Dubai or go to China, you need to change your city into dollars. So you're buying more cities for your dollar. Yeah? So even round about Christmas time, it was about five or six cities to one dollar. Now, as I'm talking to you, Sunday, the 27th of March, it is now eight cities to a dollar. So in less than six months, you see how much markup has been put on the dollar because of this madness of importation. And so one way which I come to a solution is we need to arrest the decline of the city. And I'll come to my solutions for that in a minute. So that's another reason why Ghana's economy is not doing well at the moment because of the strength of the local currency of the city. Another reason why Ghana's economy is uh, not doing well, which is linked to the dollar, is that Ghanaians have, in effect, come to love the dollar. What I mean by that is that things, some things in Ghana are priced in dollars. Even though we don't live in, in America, but some things in Ghana, in Ghana, are priced in US dollars. So, for example, you want to buy a house in Ghana. That is priced in US dollars. You want to buy a new car in Ghana. That is priced in US dollars. Some of these uh, private schools, like GIS, British International School, American International School, uh, Lincoln College, these private schools in Ghana charge US dollars. Even some restaurants in Ghana, I hear, charge US dollars. And so when you have an economy that in part is driven by the supply of dollars, that again is going to cripple your economy because your currency is as such that you need to change your currency into dollars in order for you to buy a house. And that becomes out of reach for the ordering Ghanaian. Because think like that. Check this down. How many people in Ghana get paid in dollars? Less than 2% of the population of Ghana get paid in dollars. But yet, you want to price school fees, house, uh, uh, um, some medical expenses, 
uh, some, you know, even rent. Some rents, particularly in Accra, just take dollars. There are some areas in Accra that you cannot pay rent in the local currency in the city. Some of these uh, landlords in suburbs like East Legon, airport residential area, cantonments, Laboni, Ridge, just take dollars. That again, inadvertently, has a damaging effect on the economy because you are not using the local economy to build up the economy, but you are using somebody else's currency, i.e. the dollar, to, in essence, boost their economy at the detriment of your economy. And so in Ghana, we got to stop this dollarization of certain anomalies of our economic life. Another reason why Ghana's economy is doing very bad is because of taxes. Yeah, and what I mean by taxes, I'm talking the two-pronged. So one, we know for a fact, even the research that we have done, that many of these multinational companies, particularly mining companies, are not paying the right amount of taxes to Ghana. We're even aware that some of these companies have very, very clever accountants and, ta and use clever tactics to evade taxes. Yeah? That cannot be right for a country like Ghana. Also, uh, Ghana does not get a lot of royalties. And I've made point of this before. Ghana is the biggest producer of gold in the world. It overtook South Africa about a year or so ago as being the world's biggest producer of gold. But yet, Ghana gets less than 4% royalty rate for its gold. And you see how much gold is priced right now? Record highs of near $2,000 an ounce for gold. But yet Ghana is only getting a meagre 4%. So the lack of revenue from royalty and from tax also contributes to the, uh, you know, the difficulties and the challenges of what Ghana's economy is also facing right now. Then the last bit I'll talk about is, you know, which, which combines to a first in terms of importation is our agriculture sector. Every African country, the undergirding, the foundation, the cornerstone of that economy is agriculture. And for the last 30 years, Ghana has abandoned agriculture. By that, I mean that Ghana has not put the necessary investment into our farmers so that we can become food sufficient. And by being food sufficient, that will allow you or allow Ghana to export some food to outside countries that will allow Ghana to generate much needed foreign revenue. And so because we have abandoned farming or we have abandoned not giving easy loans, access to farmers, not giving them subsidies, etc., this has inhibited the country's ability to A, feed itself, but more importantly, use agriculture as a foreign exchange earner in order to contribute to coffers of the government of Ghana. So this is the analysis that we feel is important in order to understand some of the challenges facing 
the Ghanaian economy. Now solutions, and there are many there, there are many solutions that if Ghana or if the government was serious enough or bold enough could use from today in order to you know make the life of the citizenry a lot easier. So let's talk about our culture. So I mentioned our culture a minute ago. In Europe, under the common agriculture policy, and also North America and even Asia, countries like China, Vietnam, Korea, they subsidize their farmers, making it cheaper to produce food in those countries than to export it, or then so than to import it into their countries. But Ghana, because like I said, the previous all governments in Ghana of the last 30 years have not subsidized to the hilt in terms of machinery, in terms of access to cheap finances, in terms of, you know, um, fertilisers, in terms of grains, etc. Most of our farmers rely on subsistence farming. Yeah? And because the governments have not subsidised the farmers, we are suffering. So if Ghana was to subsidise its farmers, yeah, in terms of particularly providing 0% loans, or easy access to loans and other financial services, Ghana economy will be much better because Ghana will be producing a lot of food, which is A, food security, and B, some of the surplus of the food can be exported outside of Ghana so that we can earn foreign income. So rather than, as I said at the beginning, Ghana importing $300 million worth of rice a year, Ghana would be exporting $300 million worth of rice a year. Solution number two, I talked about the royalties that Ghana received from gold. Ghana should be getting at least, at least 20% royalty from gold. It is criminal that the number one producer of gold only gets 4%. Now just imagine Ghana raised that to even 15%. That is extra revenue for the government of Ghana. And also oil. Ghana is only getting 10% of oil at the moment. Ghana should be getting at least 20% also from oil as well. That would also increase the coffers that Ghana should be earning from gold uh, and oil receipts. And even on gold, if Ghana had gold reserves, if we had gold reserves, that would also help the city stabilise. Because even in Europe and America, when the dollar falls or when the pound falls, the go their governments use the gold reserves to pop up the dollar or pop up the pound. But in Ghana, which is a, which is a criminal, because if we, if we are the biggest piece of gold, it is a criminal that we don't have any gold reserves. So if Ghana had gold reserves, we'd be able to halt the rapid slide of the city and we'd be able to use those gold reserves to shore up the city. That's another solution. Another scenario would be to also... Uh, you know, uh, prop up our local industries, make our industry more competitive, yeah, make the manufacturing sector in Ghana more competitive by helping them in terms of the cost of production, in terms of getting them, again, finances to actually help them develop their businesses and to also make the environment more conducive towards local businesses and to empower local business and development and to industrialise, yeah? That, that essence of what Ghana needs to do. And so this is a way 
in which Gada, by industrializing, as what Kwame Nkrumah had intended, by building more than 500 factories within 10 years, Ghana could be self-sufficient in many, many aspects of the society, rather than importing everything that it needs to survive. And so if Ghana's economy is going to ever be self-reliant and self-sufficient, Ghana needs to follow these measures, adopt these measures in order to stop the economy falling as it is. Because if Ghana does not, you know, look at these solutions, like I said, subsidised farmers, petrol itself can even be subsidised, even things like the, 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 the Oil Heritage Fund, where is that money going? For me, it should not be going to free HSS, because that Oil Heritage Fund, some of that money could be used to subsidise petrol, like they do in Nigeria, Nigerian government subsidises petrol, that's why Nigeria petrol is cheap. In actual fact, I heard the report that Ghana has the most expensive petrol in the whole of West Africa. Yeah? So if Ghana was to subsidise petrol by using the money from the Oil Heritage Fund, it could easily drop from 10 cities it is now, even to 5 cities. So these are ways, and when, and when fuel costs go down, you will see everything else go down. Food, transportation, etc. Because it has a domino effect on those services. And so, if Ghana was to follow those measures that I've made or suggested, you will see you've seen Ghana's economy rebound and be a strong economy in the West Africa sub-region and for that matter, the whole continent as well. So I hope you've enjoyed this special of Ghanaian Focus, looking at the challenges facing the Ghanaian economy. And this has been Kwame, Ghanaian broadcaster, journalist and podcaster. Thank you for listening to this special edition of Ghana in Focus and we'll see you in the next edition for some more great content from Ghana.